Without without any plug-in, yeah, that's it. You exactly. Don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't hear too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's good to practice. Okay, nice. Okay, yeah. Are you comfortable there yeah. in that good. position? Okay. Good. All right. Sounds good. So good. we will um, talk about this amazing life of yours. Oh, okay. Thank uh, you. Music, jazz, pop, pop, er, kind of everything. Yeah, yeah, everything. Traveling around the world. Yeah. Touring. Playing yeah. with crazy musicians. Yeah. So it yeah. should be fun. And then also, of course, the album and mm. upcoming tour. Upcoming tours, yes. When is that? When are you guys leaving? Oh, uh, March 11. Oh, March 11. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a couple weeks from now. Yeah. Like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Coming up soon. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Okay. So I will give you a little bit of an introduction and then we'll just, we'll just talk. No problem. Have some fun. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Good jazzy pop music morning and welcome back to another episode of Firelight Chats where we broadcast the most super natural and compelling voices and stories from our Space Lab studio here in Da'an, Taipei, Taiwan. In a recent episode, episode 58, we spoke with Jim Geddes of the TPO, a jazz big band created right here in Taipei during the early days of COVID and chatted about their recently released debut album, Twisting Roots. In that episode, Jim talked about the many people involved in helping push the album across the finish line before their 2023 end-of-year deadline. And our guest for today is one of those very important people, both in the band itself and equally equalizing, editing, and otherwise hustling behind the scenes. As a bass player for the TPO, our guest for today's episode can be found rhythmically swinging at events and venues all around Taiwan, including at the biggest jazz festivals, the National Day Fireworks Extravaganza last year in Taizong, supporting the Taipei Tonight Show with Dennis Nie, and clubs like Smexi in Taipei, where you can find him virtually every single day of the week, not only in the TPO big band, but also as a band leader and bassist of the house band. The two also play in a group called Zai The Way, led by another former and future guest of Firelight Chats, Caitlin McGee, otherwise known all around the islands as the powerful, red-headed, sweet-talking DJ Caitlin of I-C-R-T. In fact, very soon, our guest will be flying out with the band for their Australia tour, 
bringing their unique blend of modern jazz and ancient Chinese poetry deep down under and through Canberra, Melbourne, Brisbane, and more. All of this, and this man, with either an electric guitar or double bass in his hands, still manages to play with some of the biggest, coolest, and most talented jazz and pop stars in Taiwan today, including Crowd Lu, Chia Chen, Della, Jaja, Yan Jay, Ame, Joanna Wang, Richie Ren, Joaquin Chow, Sky Wu, Victor Huang, Cindy Chow, Wan Fang, Wawa, Tarsi Su, Valen Xu, Murmur Show, Desert Chang, and much, much more. So, without keeping any more of this jazzy man's precious time, or without keeping you any longer from hearing his story, with Mocha right here by our side, looking out the window right now, down and always down on the ground like the lowest pitches of the bass. Let us create, connect, communicate, and indulge in the rhythms and amplified stories of our special guest for this latest episode of Fire Light Chats. The one and only Ling Ke'an. Mr. Derek Lin. <laughs> oh my God, this is best introduction for me ever. Wow, you did your homework. Oh my God. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Thank you for having me. Oh my God. It's a pleasure. It is our pleasure to have you here. As we said from the intro, you are a man of many talents. You are a busy, busy, busy man. And even after this, you'll be flying off to another venture. Yeah, actually, I'm flying out tomorrow. So before the Australian tour, I have still two shows in China. So and actually, I'm flying back on the day we are leaving for for Australia. For Australia <laughs> on the day. Yeah, no yeah. way. <laughs> so right after this, you actually have a rehearsal. Yeah, I have a studio session, recording session for a song or two. Yeah, I'm really blessed and I'm happy with the work I'm doing, which is. I think everybody should should be like this, you know. Even it's super busy or something, but you wake up, you you know, you you know, you're happy to do things you 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 can't do. Mm, so yeah, it's a lucky thing. Yeah, it's not it's many a, people. Get it's a very lucky thing, and I realize it. I'm grateful for every day. Yeah, and you mentioned that you're actually flying out to China tomorrow. 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 Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So what is this tour? Uh, okay. The, the two show before the Zyla Way Australia tour is the singer uh, known as uh, this is Zhang Zhangxuan, but now she's using her real name as Ampu. Ampu. Yeah, okay. Ampu. Yeah. Amazing artist. Uh, we j- I just worked with her starting last year, August. We did a few shows in Taipei and we have a plan doing one show this year in January, which we did. I thought that's it, but like, once we do the show, a lot of invitation for festival, for other shows coming up. So we actually like this year, besides TPO and Zadaway, I'm pretty much dedicated to her. I think we have at least 20 shows lined up mm. ready and it's coming up. Festivals, I think doesn't know something. She is kind of famously known as an indie artist. She is. Although yeah. she seems to have quite a wide repertoire as yes, well. Yes, yes. How She's, would you describe her music? Whoa. <laughs> I, I actually don't really know her music before I, I worked with her. 
which is a lot of situation that mm. happened. Like I would tell my friend, oh, I'm gonna start rehearsal with some artists. And they say, wow, you're gonna work with him or her. I say, I have no idea who right. they are. Right. You know, I know them by name, but I don't know their, their music, especially now the current one. You know, most people know her by one of her song, Bao Bei. Mm. Sounds like a like a song Baby. for yeah. So, <laughs> sounds like a song for for children, right? But actually, right, right. it's not. It's like a song for her doing her kind of like downtime. Mm. Yeah. So is it's that the a, one about her mother? Something like that. Okay. She she kind of wanted to run away from home. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I believe that's her very first song that she wrote, yeah. and then she finally ended up performing it later or something like this. Yeah, and she just got a Golden Melody Award last year for best. Song of the year, Tui Hao de She she wrote the song like maybe fifteen when some, she was fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Was, wow. I, yeah. I I kind of like like become her fan after working with her. Although I work with a lot of artists, like she's very different, both in great singing but like amazing songwriting stuff. She said she didn't know like music theory, you know, like she didn't know how to write it down on paper, but she write like amazing song, special songs, amazing lyrics. Her song is just like very different. Huh. Yeah. Like a poet. Poem? Uh, a poet. Poet. Yeah, right. she won't be a poet. So it's very different than like regular singer songwriter stuff. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Where are you guys going to be going in China? Uh, we just did a Xiao Dan Taipei Arena show right before the Chinese New Year. Mm. And we did two Hong Kong show this year and we're going to Qingdao, have two show Ooh. in Qingdao. We're going to have two show a week after in Wuhan. Oh, okay. And I believe end of the March, we're going to Shenzhen. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Those city I've been to. All know, of them you've been to. All of them I've been to. But, okay. you know, we every time we tour, we don't have time like sightseeing. Usually we will only have like four days and three of them, even three and a half of them, we are in the venue. venue. Just rehearsing, sound yeah, check. Or like traveling. So anytime I have like maybe just an afternoon or a morning, two hours, three hours, I'll try to get out and I like photo. So I took my camera with me and I take some picture. Qingdao is quite beautiful, right? I the bet. beach and the... Yeah, and the buildings because yes. they, were, they were run by like- it's colonial. Yeah, colonial by German. Right, right, so, right, right. Yeah, but I don't know which area. Sometimes we, <laughs> recently we were at the area which is like middle of nowhere, but I tried to find something I like. And so. you said you don't actually drink much, so I don't enjoy the Qingdao beer. I can drink Qingdao beer. Qingdao beer is, yeah, I can, I can make <laughs> exception for that. Okay, yeah. yeah, you have to, right? While you're in Qingdao, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. might as well. Yeah, we might start drinking like right after the step of the plane, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's like the welcome there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay, nice. So let's try to get into your background and yes. where this story begins. The music side is interesting because I'm not educated in music in any way. I didn't study like piano, like my older sister, like anybody else in Taiwan. I didn't study anything until I was in junior high school mm. uh, in the music club because some of my friends, they play in guitar club. And I say, oh, guitar is like folk. I don't want it. I want something cooler. Maybe get some girls. So like, okay, like uh, there's a like a pop rock, like more like rock. It sounds cool, and the instruments are like, cooler. Like I don't want like the acoustic stuff. I want like flashy, met right. metallic, electric. Thing. Yeah, and 
and I played the acoustic guitar and my hand hurts. So I said, oh no. So, but anyway, I have no idea how all those music things work. So I just went to a music shop close to my school and I met my first bass teacher. His name is Apao and he's still doing shows. So he played like some cool, like a maybe like a some kind of surf rock bass line thing because the bass line is the most functional thing in those kind of genre, like funk or like ritual style music. So I was like, oh, I didn't know even what bass is. Mm. But anyway, I just convinced my mom pay me a $10,000 package, including all the gear I need, even including like maybe a month of listen, something like okay. that, which is super cheap compared to the price now. Yeah. So. At the beginning, you bought a bass or you yeah. were kind of renting it? I bought a bass. Oh, you just went straight S in. Super cheap, super cheap stuff, but it works and you got all the package. I got a book with CD play along, which made me so happy. I said, oh, I play a no, it sounds great because all the backing tracks playing. <laughs> so, oh, I can do this. I love this. And wow. So it's very good to have a good beginning. So you don't have frustration, you know. That's interesting. So, and you just bought the package and went straight in. Yeah, it works. Whoever think about the package, like, yeah, kudos oh, wow. for them. So, so it's a, like a smooth start. And actually my friend, one of my best friend, he said, oh, you are learning a bass guitar or something like rock bench. Let me show you my rock collection. I was like, what? Ooh. And he have, because his brother works in Astley music division. So he have a ton of records. Oh, so he's playing me like all the heavy metal or like rock band, like our biggest, you know, influence, like Guns N' Roses, Ooh, Metallica. Nice. I have I have to listen to their music and go to sleep every day in my junior high school. Oh, wow. And watch watch their music video every night. The same three the music video songs in, in the. Do you remember these three songs? Oh, uh, yeah. Welcome to the Jungle. Ooh. Paradise City and I Take think the last one is to the Paradise, Paradise City. Yes, with so <laughs> such a great song. Exactly. And definitely Switch Out Mine. You know, I Ooh. think that's three. Okay. Maybe November Rain. I was about like, to say November Rain. Yeah, yeah. And when they come to Taiwan, we saw him live. We bought the most expensive ticket. tickets for yeah. Guns N' Roses. So for Guns N' Roses. They did a show in, I think in a baseball stadium. Wow. Yeah. In like Taichung or no, it's in, in Taipei? In Taipei, like uh, Linko. Maybe okay. a yeah, 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 yeah. Great show. Great show. They play, I think they play for at least three hours, like longer than I expect. I was like, wow. Usually the foreign cast, usually they do like a hundred minutes, 90 minutes. That's it. But they did like 200 something minutes. They just rocked out. They just rock out. They do all the songs we want. No way. And we went there and it's like one of the best night of my, my day. Of, yeah. yeah. But sadly, my friend who... Sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who brought me into this passaway. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, uh, last year. Last year. Okay. He's the guy who kind of just introduced like, you to this. Yeah. Introduced to me to this. And same age, he passed away because of cancer. Crazy. Oh, wow. It's crazy because last time we talked and... There's so much cancer around your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry actually. to go even deeper. Oh, I it's know okay. you're. It's okay. Yeah, we talk about this. And my uh, my mother and my father both passed away because cancer. Um, <sighs> in in a relative younger day of my life, not really young, but like college years. Mm. So, but 
I don't know. The the death things kind of makes me calm actually in a way. Hmm. So kind of kind of makes me um grab my my thoughts or like my life back to the the track. So I don't I don't worry about too much things because I know it doesn't really matter. Like a lot of small problems doesn't really matter in the in the big picture. In the big right. picture, in front of death. Right. Yeah. You know. Uh, messed up a show, messed up a solo, messed up something. Well, it doesn't prevent me uh, keep going, right? Exactly. Yeah. All those things, like something doesn't work well or we over budget, you know, a lot of things, TPO's album or something. So what? Just keep right, doing right, it. Just, right. We'll make it back, you know, so. That's impressive, man, because I told you, you know, when I met you that I've heard your name from several people. Oh, okay. You know, I have a lot of musician friends here in Taiwan and I keep hearing your name and just, you know, it's always positive stuff, man, oh, where you. you're like the craziest hard worker. You always push through. You always have a positive attitude. And I think it makes a lot of sense hearing, you know, kind of these deeper stories that you've experienced. Yeah, I think in the industry, I'm definitely not the like best player. Not even top 10, I would say. But recently, I think getting older, like, I just really don't care that much. Mm. And I try to be as much myself as possible because, you know, compete with something like you don't like doesn't really help you go anywhere. Mm. So I think that's the reason I realized I just do whatever I want. I like playing bass. I practice the thing that, I want, and mm. I try to work the project I want. I play the the people I love, and I try something else. You know, like recently, photo shoot and all sort of thing, like video editing. Life is just you know never ending. You don't stop learning things. I mm. got that from my my grandma. My grandma passed away like a hundred, a hundred three. Oh wow! And she was learning piano when she's like 95 no. <laughs> she's learning how to use ipad when she's 98 or something oh that's cool constantly calling me hey Derek, how does this facetime works how do i do the google doc i was like no you don't have to do that i'll do that for you <laughs> crazy yeah that's funny so i got that from her amazing woman Huh, hundred years. That's insane. Over a hundred. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I'm the combination of my family. Mm. My my dad got cancer before I was born and he's just like live his life. Like nothing happened, like like no ending. And he gave me the very positive attitude to our life. Yeah, I know. You mentioned that last time where you said, you know, your dad got cancer before you were born. Before I was born. And you and just mentioned right now that he didn't pass until you were in college. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. Too. And he always told me that he is one of the few people who got like a government scholarship studying in the state and he was studying in MIT. Yeah. Massachusetts uh, not like a, Institute of yeah, Technology. Yeah, not like a engineering but like he's studying like uh, urban planning stuff right so but even though at the time it's like that's rare. very high. i mean that's the top of the top it's right the top there of the top and he got back working with the government designing um i think Gang harbor Wushi harbor along with some other project and i think if i'm not wrong just in a few years oh wow he was diagnosed with a uh, cancer nose cancer like okay. 鼻腔, 鼻腔癌. 
and he didn't smoke, drink, nothing. Oh, really? He got it. So imagine your life at the peak of your life. You are about to do something great, and you were diagnosed with cancer. You were like, "Oh my god!" He told me the meeting with government, anything doesn't matter. At the moment, he knows that he got cancer. Immediately, he switched back to how am I gonna make the best out of my life in the rest of the time. Right away, switch to the totally different path. So it's very interesting to me. Sometimes, if I have some kind of struggle, that's my safety net. I'm not worried about that much. Yeah, yeah. You can look to your father. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. he、I、did think, it. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to my problem, it's nothing. But in other way, I try to keep myself healthy. Even though you know,、mm. a musician is definitely not the most healthy profession in the world, <laughs> especially how busy your schedule is too.、Uh, busy and like you know, drinking or something. I try to you know. Back on the exercise, something like that. But the most of the people I work with, they are very healthy. You know, the artists like very healthy, take care of their health, treat their career with respect, with you know, professional. Right. I'm just keep up with them. Actually, yeah,、huh. they are great. Yeah, motivated by all these greats around you. Yes, yes. So the best way to be better is surround you with better people than、mm. you are. Better musician, better. Artists, better, you know, everybody learn from the best. Man, and then your mother passed away as well, like with at, cancer. With cancer, like maybe six, six, seven years after my dad passed away. Oh wow!、Yeah. She worked whole life as a, like a Taiwan businessman in China, so Taishang. Right. So she's a typical Taishang. She travel every twice per month. When I was little, to China, she and her boss have a factory in Shenzhen.、Mm. Yeah, and they do all kinds of like a sports bag order from European Europe. It's kind、client. of like sports apparel companies, and yes, they do all kind of bags. I think also. Later on, they shift to some kind of other parts sports car, but that was later.、Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's the 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 bread、uh, breadwinner, the breadwinner for the family, right? Actually, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, because my dad's kind of a little bit sick. He's doing something like a translation job for the video thing. So help me with a little bit English. So oh, I think that's also a really interesting、uh, segue here about English. Yeah, because I think this will be very surprising to a lot of listeners here. You know, your English is amazing. We're having this podcast in English.、Uh-huh. Um, I know you're too humble to admit that yourself, but the most amazing part is you never actually studied abroad. Like. Only like a summer camp, and I don't think it's more than two week,、right. two weeks, like a week or something. But I think the environment is much more immersed. So my parent, my mom will send me to because I have relative in the state. So summertime, I would just stay in their house, and later on, like I've been there like maybe five times to six times tops. And in the beginning, we just hang the relatives' house,、right. just sightseeing. But after two years, my mom just got me、uh, like a summer camp stuff. So the first summer camp, it's not like all Chinese people. It's just still like mix of native speaker and and few Taiwanese, some Chinese. So they are just like I just learning with regular、You're、just、kids. a kid, just, just a speaking kid. and having fun. I don't really know how to speak. I remember so clear, like a day before I went to the summer camp, I asked my mom, "Hey, mom, 
how do I write ABC? Like, what's the order? What's, what's the, the order? What's the order? How do I write it in, you know, like a capital? You know, right. I have no idea. And I have a, like a, like a translator, like a- Like fi- one of those fi- like electric ones? Electric one. Yes. You can type in Chinese and they'll give you like English translation. Right. I use that a lot and I can write after like two weeks and I can write like a, an article or something. Whoa. And I, I think I look it back like after a few years and say, like, huh, kind of not bad. You know, <laughs> I, was, I was surprised. So it's a, it's the environment like rapidly helps my English. And also I think, like um, before I, I have like a Taiwan style of English education. I go to Bushibang or- Go to Bushibang. Right. I will study in the school. I have more like a native way of thinking. I don't really like need to translate into Chinese and translate back and forth. I kind of think in English if I have to. Yeah, you mentioned that last time that you often think in English. Yeah, sometimes even I, I'm not speaking English, I think in English. I don't know why. I think some, it's because I, maybe because my speaking kind of lead me into like, I'm kind of okay in like a English speaking environment. So I, I have more like English speaking friends. Mm. And also there is a time period I work in a, also a, a music restaurant called Brown Sugar. Yes. I think it's 2011 to 2015, 16, something like that. Okay. <clears throat> and the first few years, three year or something the band is it's a mixed band with a malaysian guitar player taiwan bass me on the bass and the taiwan drummer and we have american saxophone player american keyboard player and we always have american singer okay they fly fly them back from maybe from china or maybe from state so we pretty much have to talk english every time and we work five nights per week and i don't know why but kind of maybe because i'm the the, the newest member of the band and I'm the youngest. So I'm kind of taking care of the singer's niece. So singer will call me that, Hey Derek, uh, how do I get to somewhere? And uh, how do I take the MRT? How do I buy something? Where you can buy this thing? Can you order this for me? And it's like, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And I'm much more free at the time. I said, like, okay, let me do this for you. And, or maybe I let me take you to somewhere. And I love to talk to them. They're right. great singer. They are more uh, senior singers. So they know a lot of things. And I, I try to hang out with them. So I end up taking them you know all around all around taiwan like during chinese new year i would take them down south with me with my family with my wife oh wow even all so, the way down there yeah, all the way yeah, to yeah. like pingdong pingdong my wife is from pingdong yes so like i have a lot of chance talking with them and sometimes getting to topic I, I don't even know how to speak in English. right like, you're not familiar with it but sometimes like along. into like politics stuff <laughs> like a night market food i say i, n- I have oh this is made from uh, Oh, this what is, is it made from? Yeah, this is, <laughs> I don't know the name. Right. And it's made from fish, uh, fish, mixed fish and right, something right. like that. And or Just ev- try to figure it out. Pretty much everything's made from fish. And it's, <laughs> oh, give me a break. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> yeah. So but that's improv, right? It's improv. That's jazz. It's improv and just it force you the English sink into your life and which is the way I kind of because I love the culture. Mm. That's also why I love rock and jazz. Both of them kind of like, you know, especially jazz is from the state. Very American. Yeah. Very American. And I'm kind of American style person. I love the culture. So I, I watch movie, American movie, Hollywood movie. 
TV show and even play video games. So, right. and most of them is maybe no subtitle or sometimes I think I realized that my English is not too bad. When I realize I watch a movie and sometimes I watch a movie on television, I feel the subtitle is super weird. Oh, like, what? it's weird. And I realized I watched the movie before without subtitle. It trans I, I translate by myself and which kind of make more sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the actual subtitle. <laughs> the actual subtitle. So I said, oh, Okay, so it's interesting. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, and music sometimes also like language. So learning English, I actually try not to look up the word. I heard a word, I don't know what it is. Maybe I can guess what it is, but I don't look it up. Yeah, and I heard feel the, it. I feel it and I, I heard the word multiple times and maybe at the time, okay, let me look it up. And I, I look it up, I was like, okay, yeah. That's what I that's, thought. That's what I thought, yeah. That's what I, just, I felt. That's what I felt, I just confirm it. And that word will leave in my mind. like. That's interesting. Do you think that that parallels kind of how you enjoy and how you learn music as well? I think music is exactly the same as language, exactly the same, like there's no difference. So there's a bass master called Victor Wooten. And he said that, I mean, I heard from him the first time. So like he's saying like, why we kind of separate music into different kind of level? Like, okay, you are like a beginner level, you are like an intermediate level, instead of like all mixed together. You don't stop talking to infant when they are learning speak, right? right you, you try to help going. them, yeah. you try to tell them and they don't understand. And you try to tell them and after a while they kind of realize something. And you know, like a kid, they can speak, you know, two or three or three, you know, yeah. full in the, right. and they learn more words, you know. They just keep adding keep to adding. their repertoire. And they, mostly they are better speaking than writing down, you yes. know, because that's how the language process. Right. And the same thing should be as music. So you will see a lot of like a music protege or something like they can play fluently like three or four. Right. Sometimes it should be, should be no surprise if yeah. they have the correct education or like the influence. So I think that's why he tried to express like, don't, don't worry about the wrong notes or something, but that's more important to you have something you want to express. Right. Don't Everything, worry about like perfect grammar. Like perfect grammar, fancy words. Yes. Like I know nothing fancy word, not much in right. English, but I can communicate with people. Uh -huh. I can talk. Sometimes I think about a word, I want to say it in Chinese. I couldn't, I tried to speak in yeah, in way. another way. In another way. Exactly. Same as music. Definitely more, a little bit more like show or like show is on the stage, but sometimes it's fine. And the most important thing for music, I think is try to make people feel something. So right. you try to express something. That's why I, I love work with artists. They try to say something. Yeah. I love working with the band who try to say something. The musician want to say something in their solo, even in, in their comping other people. And those parts reflect how the musician's character. One thing in music to me, I always try to find the exception in music, which I haven't found it is that the people's playing or singing or even composing is pretty much 100% identical to their character. They cannot really get out of that. Interesting. Not really. They can push it out a little bit, but it's not push it up. It's like what your emotion will be. Right. Like in right, the reality, right. if some people is very shy, like very, very shy, the way they play is very shy. But not in a bad way, you know? Yeah, they still yeah, yeah. say it's something. A reflection of their character. Yeah, maybe they don't use too many notes or something. It's reflection. And 
you know, people still get, even shy people get excited sometimes. Of course. They get excited sometimes in their playing. Pretty much match 100%. I don't really feel an exception yet. Or I mean, that's what I- You haven't seen it. I wow. haven't seen it. Or maybe the musician around me is super honest, you know. Right, 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 Not like right, something right. strange people. But there are sometimes I feel like some people is very, try to be polite in the way. But when they play, they are not reply. They don't care what people think. It just I can, comes out. I can feel that. It's like, okay, these people, it doesn't really. So the music don't really lie. Right, right, so right, right. It's almost like a lie detector. Like, okay, um, but, but play something for me. And I kind of know what your and character you can is. start reading. Yeah, we jam a blues. I go, oh, I kind of know his vibe. That's yeah. interesting. Okay, so how would you characterize your music then? You mean my, my playing? Yes, oh, exactly. Your uh, character, basically. <laughs> um, I, you know, my instrument is bass and I think it kind of almost fit my personality pretty nice. The bass is usually not really a show up instrument. And usually when I learned bass, people told me, my teacher, somebody told me bass bridge the rhythm part and the harmony part. Right. Because we have notes, but actually we are more close to like maybe drums. Yes, the we, rhythm We the always time. try to match the rhythm of the kick drum or some kind of vibe. Right. We are more rhythmic part, or at least that's my playing. Some people can be very melodic and chordal, but in general, bass is more rhythmic instrument. Yes. So our job is to glue the band and usually make the other people sound Allow them to just go off. Allow them to have a, like a- <laughs> A foundation. A foundation, nice yeah. foundation, comfortable bed or something. Exactly. And they, and they can rely on and keep the, a nice flow. So my personality is kind of stable. I don't really get mad or really emotional or something. That's I mean, emotional in a good way, but I don't get mad. I don't get mad at all. So, and I- You're like a strong foundation. Maybe strong, but yeah, at least I'm calm. I'm calm. Right, right, I'm not right. freaking out by little things. So that fit my personnel pretty well. And I'm not really interested in like, you know, stepping up in front of everybody. In front of the so stage. I'm, I'm always kind of like low back. Yeah, right. Low, low, low profile. Low profile thing. And low bass sounds in the back, providing the calm foundation. Calm foundation. And I try to sneak something like, ah, let me do a little bit like this. <laughs> and recently, wow. Uh, I try to not overplaying, you know, mm. um, like talking. I try not to interrupt what people say. When I was younger, I tried to match up somebody else, try to do, I hear a cool lick, cool rhythm. I say, oh, you do that? Let me do that with you. Right. Something like that. But later on, like some season, like jazz singer say that to me, like, don't do that. It's just annoying people. Oh, and I said, oh, right. Yeah, I don't want people doing that to me. So, oh, right. So I kind of like, like oh, thinking, thinking other perspective. So as you mature, you kind of just fall into the fundamentals. Fundamental, of- laid back. But like, uh, I kind of turn those play flashing note energy into like keeping the, the energy. Uh. Because you can play the same note, same rhythm. But if you don't have the energy, the, the music it's not really happening. Yeah, it's important, right? It's important to have certain energy in every every genre. I, I couldn't, 100%. there's no way, yeah. To be present, to be there, to be fully engaged. It's yeah. so important for yeah. the full composition, right? Yeah, sometimes in jazz, you will spread out those energy into more notes because sometimes we play faster tempo. So every note get certain energy. And sometimes we play less note, every note get more energy. 
And right. especially which happened in rock or pop, you have to play every note like you mean it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you don't play like that, yeah, it doesn't work. The band falls apart real quick after. You won't break after a note or two, but if you play that like a bar or two, yeah, the singer feels something. Long. The singer sing a little bit weaker. The band's hesitating. Everything falls apart pretty quick if you don't you don't keep up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So you actually mentioned previously your gig at Brown Sugar. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of your first serious gig in music, right? Yeah. It's the first like a steady job. Right. Steady job in a like kind of renowned place. Yeah. And it's a legendary place here. It's a legendary place. Pretty much everybody I talk with them, they kind of know the place. Even younger people, even they don't never been there. It's a very interesting place because it's the only place almost in Taiwan. I know one or two places, they also have foreign singer here regularly. Before I worked there, I went there a few times. I was shocked by the band. The band is amazing. Uh. Best musician. And I found out I'm going to play with it. I was like so nervous. I was like, there's no way I can make it. First few weeks, few months, actually, I was like every day before I go to work, I just practice the song we might do at the night because I don't know what song we're going to do. Right. There's a certain song list, but I don't know. And I want to be prepared. So there are certain songs I'm very stressed out, <laughs> especially the singer is like counting out the song super fast. And it starts with just me and her, the great Mandy Gaines jazz singer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She is, I actually learned more jazz from her a singer than all oh, the bass player, blah, 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 anything oh, else. Oh, that's interesting. So it's almost like old school, like jazz musicians learn from the player who they work with on stage. Right. Even and if they, it's not the same genre or instrument, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what instrument it is. You can, bass player can learn from the drummer. Bass player can learn from a saxophone player. Or the vocalist even. The vocalist. In this case, doesn't matter. Mandy Gaines. Mandy Gaines. Yeah. She taught me, you know, what's important in jazz, what it should sound like, what it should feel like. And the most important, like the time feel about the jazz, she got great time feel. She got better time feel than most of the drummer I worked for. Oh, that's <laughs> which it. Is, uh, that's, which is a little uh, sad. Uh, not, which is not a good situation exactly. when you are when you're a drummer and you're working with her. Oh, you will be in a lot of trouble. Oh uh, wow, yeah, she's if like not, calling it out. Yeah, if you are falling behind, like by two beat, like two click, and she'll she will, turn around. She'll and look turn at around. You. She'll turn around and say. Like make you know, like you're falling behind. You are something wrong. You're wrong. Oh, it's, really? So you saw that all the time <laughs> for years. But that's wow. You know, that's that's how. But that's how, good though. It helps to elevate the game. As and well that's here. how the standard in the state. It's actually the minimum bar. You know, exactly. Like she always say that she doesn't have to say anything in the state, and she's struggling in Taiwan. And I was like, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, we try to be. And you know, yeah, younger people in like my, my generation, we have we have YouTube, we have all those things. We know how it is out there. We we have a lot of people coming back from the state, from the Europe, and we we know it. We kind of know the standard, and we try to make the environment in Taiwan better. Right. Yeah, we're working on that. That's why we have TPO. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what we want. Like Jim. Geddes knows the standard, and you know Matt, the piano Matt player. Fallen, yes. Everybody and the drummer Steven and Kaylin, we know the standard. We know it's not yet in Taiwan. Some people, yeah, we are. We try to be. We're not always best, but you know, we try to create the environment we can all be better, and we try to include as much people 
as much musician we we can. Right. Yeah. I think it's changing. It's changing fast. Yeah. yeah. It's I think so fast. too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it helps, right? When you have passionate musicians, you have great venues, it just mm. really helps to elevate that game yeah. slowly, step by step. Everyone starts to influence each other. Yes. Yes. I think that's, I don't really teach. So I just perform and I try to, you know, be a model in some way kind by of, just kind being of. yourself. Being myself. And if I can inspire somebody, if I can help somebody, I would love to do it. Okay. So, so after Brown Sugar, what happened after that? Almost like I only have like two months break between Brown Sugar and my current job, which is another music restaurant called Smexy. Yes. And the owner owns a venue in, in Shanghai before, almost like Brown Sugar, like a foreign singer and house band situation. And he loved it. He's also a music lover and he play and sing guitar and he wants to have another like that in Taipei huh. because he, he thinks Taipei is such an international city. He want that. And at the time, Brown Sugar was sold to another enterprise and the situation is not really good. Right. And he was, he came and we talk and I actually tried to talk him out of it because doing <laughs> <laughs> music restaurant is tough. Yeah, it's not easy. It's business. complicated. It's tough. And um, I said like, yeah, make sure you do really want to do it. It's, yeah, it's, right. But anyway, he he actually still do it, and he loved one of the singer we work with at the time, Brandon Vaughn, powerhouse singer, gospel. Uh, okay. Those like a black like gospel church church, church voice. Yeah. yeah. Low and high and like powerful burst. And she worked for Misha, a lot of pop artists in Japan for years. Ooh. And yeah, she she's just amazing. And she's opening for Smexy at the time. I think it's 2018, I think. Something like that. After Brown Sugar, back to back, I started working in Smexy. Same as like almost five nights per week. Yeah. Doing the house band. It's been like more than five years now. Right. Yeah. And now, now it's seven nights per week. I know. I said that you are there basically every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And I try to play both double bass and electric bass in the venue in different days. We just have like a chanson night. Oh, I play double bass. Oh, French. French night. We try to make different program, different theme. We have chanson, we have bossa nova. bossa nova, we have jazz, we have pop, dance. Oh, we have like old Shanghai. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. So Swing music. We have TPO play yeah, regularly right. every uh, last Tuesday of the month. So it's a cool venue. We can we can just do anything musical interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So the TPO has their you know kind of monthly gig at yeah. Smexy. How did you come into that story with Jim yeah. and the TPO, the foundation of TPO? Yeah, we actually just stopped because Smexy during the pandemic. So during the pandemic, everybody, like I was always touring and like I have nothing to do during the pandemic. And Jim and I, we already have the Zydaway band. And Jim always told me like he want to have a big band in Taiwan because he have a lot of good music score charts and he know how to run the big band. He was playing in a lot of big band. And the big band scene in the state is like they rehearse all the time. They don't really have to play a show, but it's a like a hangout situation. Yeah. So that's very rare for a musician to hang out because horn player, usually there's only one horn player in the pop band or some kind of situation, three at tops. 
and Big Bang, we can have 12. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least 12. So bring them all together, all the horn players yeah, in Taipei. And Taiwan. play all together with, you know, try to match each other's articulation or something. So it's, it's a unique situation. And I actually start learning jazz playing in Big Bang. So in one of the oldest, it's called Dizzy Big Bang. Taiwan. Ooh, I think they're like still Dizzy Gillespie. Dizzy Gillespie. Yes. I think they still kind of rehearse sometime. So I love Big Band. And I said, yeah, let's see how we can do it. And we pitched the ideas to the owner of Smexy and said, like, can we just use the place like during daytime? Because not, it's not, nothing it was really, quiet anyway. It's quiet yeah. and we can kind of isolate the sound so it's not getting too loud. So yeah, let's, he's okay to do it. And at the time we have a lot of musicians kind of like stuck in Taiwan because they are here to do concert great horn player and they just stuck here and we would just say okay like let's hang out and we'd go over some songs see how how it goes we have jodin tai's drummer we have oh, wow. like like alin's the horn player and we have a lot of um, all the top musicians all the top musicians and their and accompaniment compliment and we have like uh james shao's saxophone player you know ame's wubai's trumpet player <laughs> wow and a lot of students they study in Canada or like in Europe, they, they come back because they, because of they COVID. stopped. Because They're of just, COVID, they stopped. Yeah, chilling out in Taiwan. So. And they are great. They are like just educate. So we just do the big band stuff. And I think that maybe the first rehearsal we have, the owner come in and say, the bands are amazing. Can we put a show here? <laughs> and we're like, uh, okay, let's see what we can do. And we kind of start doing the, the show, like maybe after a month or something. Oh, wow. We try to, the first show, we try to fit, we try to make the show with enough song. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah because we're still sorting out and try to have the people. How many pieces? Yeah, every show is at least 18 pieces. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a full big band. In the beginning, we start with, we do regular big band stuff, like a swing era. Right. Count Basie. Yes. Duke Ellington. Yes. Stan Kenton. And later on, we kind of move on to like more modern-ish. Okay. Which is less big band in Taiwan, does modern stuff. And Jim knows a lot of good arranger, composer. They're waiting to let us play their their song. Sometimes okay. they they haven't even recorded and they let us play it. So interesting. And they are tough, difficult music. Right. And we never really play easy tune in the band. Huh. Rarely, unless it's like gig required. Okay, let's do swing dance event. But we always play challenging music. Huh. And everybody break, meltdown during the rehearsal <laughs> or even before the rehearsal. I said, right. Jim, really? This song, I don't think we can play it. He just kept it like, ah, okay. We can do it. We, we can, can figure it. it out. doesn't matter. We just go through it and see how it goes. And by surprise, we can kind of figure it out, you know. Right. It takes time, definitely. And because all the musicians are pro musician, sometimes we perform way better, like way better when we are rehearsal. Like we'll rehearse on Tuesday and the music is like, eh, barely make it, but we have to do it, you know, for the next week. And on the show, it's like, oh, we actually sound pretty good. Yeah. You know, all the adrenaline. That felt good. And the pro musician have a tendency to like better perform. That's true. But yeah. It's exactly. Like it's like during rehearsals, like I just want to get on the stage. And everybody work on it between the rehearsal and the, uh, the and the show. actual performance. We have to sectional because we have so many people, we cannot rehearse too many times. So the rhythm part, like the drums, bass, keyboard, guitar, vibraphone, we will rehearse together. The trombone, we rehearse together. Trumpet, 
the saxophone. So besides full band rehearsal, we have group sectional. Right. Yeah. So with this big band, you guys recently finally released yes. the first debut album of yeah. the TPO big band called Twisting Roots. Of course, in our last episode with Jim Geddes, we talked about it from his perspective. He also mentioned, you know, that crazy process behind the scenes of editing and putting everything together and logistics, getting all these different pieces together with the schedules. But he also mentioned your name and <laughs> how you are a very important part of that process uh, behind the scenes. Of course, also in the band on bass and other things, but also behind the scenes. So yeah. can you give us your take on that process? Luckily, this is not the first time the whole band going to the studio because we have an EP before the album, which you do a live take in front of audience in the studio. Okay. Uh, because at the time we love a band called Snarky Puppet. Yes. They do live performance with all the audience wearing headphones. Right. So the audience can hear the console, the, the mixing, gray sounding mixing right in their headphone. Doesn't matter where you sit. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so we want to do that. And so we do that in a, a studio, which used to be a cinema. So it's called Cinema Studio uh, Yuchen, Yuchen, yeah. yeah. Great venue, great place. And Andy, who's the owner and the sound engineer, great sound engineer. Right. Super nice to work uh, with. And we just love the place. And that's maybe only few place, maybe the only place kind of we can record the whole big band together with some kind of isolation because they have a few room. So we did that before and it's tough to play correct every time. Right. We always have some kind of flaw, which is the natural of the live performance, but in front of the audience, wow, that's cool. Yeah. It's very interesting. But uh, this time, because we have much more songs, so every song is long. So we just focus on recording ourselves. And this time we try, you know, improve some way of recording and try to rehearse the rhythm section because we actually try to play with a click, which is much more easy for our editing process. Mm. Yeah. We run songs for take and yeah. move on. That's it. Play the song four time. So usually our best take is third take. Okay. Yeah. Like first take, uh, we try to get the balance. Second take, it's almost there. Need some tweaking. The third take, kind of like- It's where get, you hit it. We're getting the zone. The fourth take, sometimes we, we lose the, the freshness. Get a little lazy. <laughs> we, get the, we lose the freshness or sometimes we get super accurate and lose the vibe. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah okay. most of the time the fourth take is like, Everything's correct, but but too correct, too correct because right. we still have a lot of like improvised part and like uh, the interaction between every instrument. So sometimes the fresh come up on the third take and the fourth take, we know who's gonna do something. Actually, lose the magic a little bit. Right, right, yeah. right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. So also this. This album, we have several guest artists and with different kind of instrument. Yes, yeah. nose flutes. Nose flute, sona, Chinese trumpet, and we have a uh, hu. Yes. And we have a Chinese flute. Yeah. yeah. So every instrument is very different and we have great arrangement for them. Uh, half of the song is original and some of the song is not original, but it's like a traditional song, but we put brand new arrangement on it. Pretty much the new song. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So because this album came from a show we did uh, with a festival. So the show we work with the Sona player, the Ehu player, and we love the vibe. It's like a traditional instrument, but they still improvise over the, the arrangement. The rhythm 
and the harmonic is modern. All the song in this album, the Twisting Root album is toward the modern side of the big band. So we put effects on solos. We have like odd meter. We are not swing all the time. We have all those kind of hip hop groove and interesting line. So it's like the modern part of the big band. Yeah, the album is really unique. <laughs> Amazing album. I mean, I, I really love the, the whole album through and through. The last, the last track <laughs> last is, track. is yeah. particularly special, I think. It's a long one. It's 17 minutes. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Uh, that's the one where we have some traditional or yes. different instruments as well. That's the song. I think we spend the most energy and time on it. So it's a Taiwan Aboriginal song. The song will be sang by a wife who lost their husband. Right. So it's, it's like it's a, a funeral song. It's a funeral song. It's a sad song. And the song is lost. It's lost, I don't know, for maybe for a while. And was maybe like only recorded by one of the nose flute artists. She will record it in her album. And by the time Jim listened to that song, he knows that's a that's a song. That's the one. It's long. It's actually kind of like a three chapter. So it's like big band and solo, big band and solo. Right. Something like that, back and forth. We actually, she sings different. We have the Aboriginal singer called Sao Ni Yao Lao Shi. She kind of sings different every time. Huh. So we don't want to tie her up with our arrangement. So we try to split the parts. This album, one of the things we try to do is that we try to respect different kind of genre, different kind of music. So the, this Aboriginal music, we try to keep the way it is, but putting on the modern sound, but not overdo it. That balance is very difficult. The balance is very, very difficult. So we actually did with the big band. We have her from Hunchun come to Taipei and we all record together. So with the big band stars, she played the nose flu. And by the time she sang, every band drop down, maybe just a little bit keyboard, and she's saying the her part, and then the big band come in, and the big band drop out, and keyboard coming. And then she's finished her recording. Actually on the spot, we live communicate with the arranger in the state, and we are figuring out the core behind her singing. <laughs> we have a kind of like a map, but it will be a little bit different, so we try to adjust that. Wow. And we record overdubbing on the day. Oh, wow. <laughs> Imagine the song is 17 minutes and Jim, I think he played at least six different instruments, instruments exactly yeah. on it. So each take would take 17 minutes, like, oh, like wow. no stopping. Wow. It's like by himself alone, it's like hours. Oh, man. <laughs> so it's crazy. What was the most challenging aspect of making this album for you? <sighs> I think it's the... For Jim, it's definitely the scheduling, make sure everybody there can make it. And who does the solo part? And if the guests can only be there on the day, solo artists have to be there at the same day. So a lot of like logistics, I think that's one of the biggest thing. And the other one is definitely the arrangement. Uh. So he knows a lot of great arranger, both in Taiwan and state. We spend a lot of time communicate with them, just make sure it came out. The jazz part not overpowering the, the traditional part. Right. And the traditional part still shine through the arrangement. And definitely make sure the band knows the tune 
know how to play it before we hit the studio. And for me, it's like a budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just paying for studio fee and uh, even just the food is like, oh, it's a right. lot. Uh, yeah, the budget thing. And we actually have the music video, at least like a documentary while we are recording. Right. So that's another layer of work. Make sure that they record all the footage we need. And we try to pump up the album before end of the year, last year. Right. We actually recorded July, but we barely make it through By end of December. The year. By December. I think we submit, it released like Christmas. Right. <laughs> because we try to save money, like I said. And so actually Jim and I, we edit the audio by ourselves because Jim knows how the horn should be lined up in a certain way. And I'll more focus on the rhythm section part. And we're editing it and we're listening to it, try to pick the best take, you know, just like general thing. We'll try to walk you through. And then we but got there's like, like so many tracks too in a big band. That too. And we start getting call for like, oh, we got... Taipei Jazz Festival in September. We got Taizong Jazz Festival in October. We got other festival, Da Daochen Festival in October. We got Guoqing Fireworks in October. So all those gigs coming in and we're like, oh, okay, great. Oh, Let's wow. take it and get some money. Yes. But each gig, each festival take a lot of time. Every gig is like custom made. Right. We have to custom made for them. So it's like, we need another arrangement yes. for them, at least a few songs. And we have almost like all new arrangement for one of the Pingdong, Bandao Ge Yao Ji, which is another amazing collaboration, which might end up with another album. Oh, okay. Likely this year or next year. Huh. So we kind of have to stop the editing process and get on with the festival thing. And we have a crazy October. We have like five festivals right. in the month. In a big band situation and wow. with like maybe seven, eight arrangement we have to do. Yeah. So it's like constantly starting and stopping and starting and stopping yeah. and going to a new project, coming back to this one, figuring out where you <laughs> left off the last time. And and, and that's just TPO. Right. <laughs> last year, second half of the year, the festival pop thing coming up. I'm starting working with uh, Ampu in August, which pretty much at the same time. So everything's overlapping. So I'm flying out at China and we have meeting and I'm flying back and do the rehearsal and try to figure out like what time we can move. And Jim is doing, you know, Ame things and right. like a Ye Ye show recording thing. Yeah, it's a nice show. Yeah, so, and we have few people helping us, great administration people, but they have their own stuff too. Right. <laughs> so this TPO, we are trying to do it in our spare time, but sometimes it, it requires like a full-time job. I know. Like effort. Yeah, so, balancing all that, getting it out by the deadline, man, shinkula to you guys. Yeah. And, and yeah. producing a really amazing album too. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like everybody help us. Everybody looking at us like, you guys cannot do this by yourself. You're dying. Right. So let me help you a little bit, you know? So the band member help us tremendously. Like band members think about, Jim, are you sure we can do this? Let me help you. I can borrow some instrument for the percussion, huh. something like that. Yeah, they help us and they they did their own job. They play amazing. Right. Both in the album, in the festival live. So yeah, 
the band member makes TPO happen. Definitely. That's the most, actually more important than we are. Without them, big bands like, that's two people. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So shout out to all, all the TPO, all the TPO yeah. big band members. Yeah. Amazing drummer, amazing trumpet player, all the saxophone, trombone, piano. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Love the vibe. Yeah. Love the vibe about the band. And we have young player. We have senior player. It's interesting to see them all in one room, in one show. Right. Play solo right after each other. There's a pressure there. There's a fun there. Yeah. Like I said, there should be no limit between, you know, who just graduated from music school and who playing for 30, 40 years. Right. You know, they've been on the same stage. They are playing together. You just have to make it happen together. Yeah. That's how, how the purpose. music should be. Yeah. We learn from the, the people we play with. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the most invaluable aspect of TPO. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's what we try to do. And I think you guys did a great job. So thank you. Yeah, looking forward to your performances, your live performances and yeah. uh, the next album as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, at that time we tried to pump out the actual physical CD. I know people don't listen to CD. Right. But we would try to leave something. After all, this is our first CD. Right. And we hope to make it into vinyl in some time. I know. I wanted a vinyl. <laughs> yeah, the vinyl. I'm uh, right away have a vinyl and we're coming up with more vinyl. I love vinyl. Exactly. Yeah. I just replaced my needle because my <laughs> the old one broke. Okay. And That's how much you love vinyl. I bought a new needle. Everything sounds better. Oh. Yeah. And so the physical album and I just did like last two days. <laughs> I just did like 18 people photo shoots and TPO studio and I'm the photographer. I photograph everybody and we try to put it into the album design and we'll put it into our website. Everybody do great. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> so we just do everything by ourselves. We try and we learn, we learn it. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So what about Zai the Way? You just mentioned Zai the Way. Yeah. As we mentioned at the outset, you are flying out very soon, very shortly in a couple of weeks for an Australia tour. Jim. Your partner at the TPO is, of course, in this band as well. Yes. Uh, DJ Caitlin from DJ ICRT, uh, former guest, is also leading the band, right? It's her band. So yeah. can you tell us about this project? This project, we start, I think, oh, 2019 or something. It was starting as like, because we work, also this come out with Smexy. Before Smexy, I met Caitlin and Jim and Matt already. And as Maxi, we work a lot together and we also work a lot like maybe wedding gigs or other gigs, jazz gig. You know, we love each other's playing and they want to do something more because, you know, those gig situations, we always play the same thing. We don't have our own original or arrangement. It's kind of boring to play the same thing. So in the beginning, we tried to do something like uh, there's a band called Postmodern Jukebox. They try to turn like a modern current hip song into like a 1920 Ooh, swing dance like reg, rolling 20s rolling 20 like rec wow. time new orleans kind of style so that's really cool and was like what about let's do a taiwan version of that pmj post box version so we said hey, yeah let's do it and we actually um do three songs and shoot it into an mv in the beginning so mad arranged 
two song. I think one of is a song by Tai Ching, so Bei Yi Wang the Shiguang. So make it into the samba, samba kind of feel. Oh, and I arranged at the time a Taiwanese song from Tiesi Dan Egg Fine Egg called Lang Zi Hui Tou, and I make it into a New Orleans style. <laughs> I'm not sure how they feel they hear, <laughs> if they hear it. I just feel it's fun because it's a sad song, but New Orleans always makes sad song into a, like a faster right, rhythm right, tempo. Right, right, right. And every time we do it live, the crowd loves it. And then there's another like EDM song. We kind of jam it out. We make it into like jazz kind of jam ish. So we, we film that. Then we do some show. We arrange more song. And later on, Matt. He always tried to compose something interesting, and he's involving in like a ancient Chinese poetry. I mean, in Taiwan, we kind of study like one or two, right, right, like a Junzi Yang Yang, yeah, you know, something like that. Junzi Yao Yao, yeah, something like that. Right, the classics. We, classic. We know one or two. Uh, in the. But it was like boring stuff. You didn't really want to study that. I mean, everything in the class in the textbook is boring too. <laughs> yeah. When I was young, but <laughs> but like I didn't realize that he into it, and he he write it in like very modern jazz context. I was like, whoa, this whoa, is like, that's out there. It's the combination I never happened before. I don't think it will happen again. <laughs> it's so because I'm come from a pop background. Usually, I would say like. Nobody will listen to this, right? You know? Right, right, right. But nowadays, if you are weird or interesting in a certain degree, it kind of make it like if it, you mean it, it kind of works, you right? Know? Right, know, right. Like people kind of feel it after a while, and the music is good, and the player is good, and it's challenging music. And I said, like, "Yo, let's try it. Let's see how it goes." It takes a lot of time to figure it out. Matt got like, like a weird brain, you know, <laughs> weird arranger brain. And his piano playing is like techniques, like rhythm is like very good. So like I know he know what he's doing. Right. Other people, I would say he's just messing around. He doesn't know what he's doing. Right. He's just but crazy. But mad. It's like oh, when he does this, Ooh, I, I know I know he made it. Yeah, we are we're preparing our next album. There are some tricky thing in there. In the beginning, I said like, no, you didn't mean this. This is too like four over twelve. No, you don't mean this. The and math like, doesn't later, make sense. The math doesn't make sense. <laughs> the pattern doesn't make sense. The harmony doesn't make sense. But after a while, I was like, it's like okay, oh, you really mean this. Okay, let me work on this fundamental challenging stuff, which is this band providing me fundamental challenging for my rhythm, for my everything. Yeah, and we pulled out several songs and we sing. We, we take it to Yuchen Studio and Andy give us, you know, amazing recording. We make several EP and... We have a great review from Downbeat. We have three and five star, which usually they only give four star. Huh. Rarely four, sometimes four and a half. That's it. And we have Jazz at Lincoln Center interview us. Ooh, very the, cool. Yeah, we have a lot of playlists putting on over there. Great review from Europe, everywhere. And I think our target audience maybe not in Taiwan, although it's ancient Chinese. Culture. Right, 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 right. But like a lot of band, you know, this like special combination. I think our maybe maybe in the state or maybe in Europe, people will love it. Huh. And we actually one of our sponsor or like a, one of the producer we work with. He's a DJ. He actually took some of some and give it to his DJ friend, DJ artist, and they remix in the dance EDM 
version of our Sijing song. Oh, no yeah. way. Yeah, we have one with uh, DJ Ron Chen, which is legendary DJ. Cool stuff. It's very interesting to hear somebody redid our song. For a club. Kind of club, yeah. We already have a few other coming in. Listen to it. I was like, whoa, I like it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm not against any like EDM stuff. I love EDM synthesizer music. Right. Yeah. I don't get chance to work on it, but I love it. Yeah, and the band, in the process of, of doing this, we're preparing our first album. So we have a new song coming in. Before that, we Kaylin got an invitation from her, her school, music, Australian University. Right. Yeah. And music school asked her, like, it would be interesting for her to come to a conference, like a music conference about cross-culture, something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Which is exactly what we are doing right away. Pretty much, you could not really find another topic that crossed so far. Right. Ancient <laughs> exactly. Chinese, 3,000 years, and modern jazz, like modern jazz. Right. Maybe there will be a band doing like a ancient Egyptian music with, you know, <laughs> modern EDM. Maybe that will be kind of similar. Right, right, yeah. right. So we tried to have some kind of sponsor and band fund, and we're going to bring the whole band there. So while we'll be there, might well doing some other more show. And we did an EP with an artist called Matt Xu, and he got a like interesting project. He got Matt Xu Obscure Orchestra. He have a big band too, but he can play every part of it, every instrument. No way. Yeah, he have an MV. He's playing every instrument in the- like In a, the big band. In the big band. <laughs> like a 20, 20, 20 different instruments. Yeah, 20 different instruments, something like that. That's obscure. Yeah, obscure. <laughs> yeah, so we have a version of their song. It's like that way and him cooperate. And we're going to play with him in Brisbane, which is our last stop. Okay. And maybe biggest show for the tour. And we're going to do some jazz club gig. And we're going to do maybe some interview and like three university conference. Some will demonstrate how we do the song and some will talk about how we combine the, the music and the jazz. Okay. Yeah, how we process it, how we arrange it. Exciting, man. Yeah, yeah. DJ Caitlin will be back here at Firelight Chats probably summer or something after mm. she's going to be busy with this tour, also recording the album, but yeah. she'll come and talk a lot more about it as well. So. So you also mentioned briefly Europe, some places in the States as well. I know you've traveled, you know, not only to China, but, mm. you know, uh, Australia and all around the world. So what are some of your most memorable mm. kind of gigs or tours mm -hmm. or other things through music? You know, tour in the beginning, everything's new. After a while, you know, been to some city multiple times, you know, you get in the way, you still enjoy it but it's not fresh. Maybe one or two show I did, uh, it's like um, 2019, I have a show we were doing in Medan, France, Cannes. Okay, Cannes, Cannes in the south of France. Yeah, and like, yeah, near the sea. Yes. And so it's a festival for the industry, music industry. So it's smaller, but everybody in the festival is like, whether it will be like show buyer, record label owner, producer, musician, artist. So we did show with an artist in, from Taiwan who she's Aboriginal. Her name is Jia Jia. Yes. Have multiple successful albums. And we did a show there. And then we fly to Paris and we do another show in Paris. This is sponsored by like Taiwan government. So like a, like a Taiwan band showcase where we 
three artists. We fly to different kind of music festival. The weather, the food there is just nice. And was that your first time to Europe? That's my first and Ooh. only time. Oh, I see. In Europe, it's rare. Like every tour or like show, it's like it's rarely perfect. Sometimes it's just something is not uh, not so ideal. But that trip is just perfect in any way. We got some time to sightseeing. We did great show, and we know great people, great food, great hang with the band. That's a that's you know that's not a bad gig. Going to the south of France oh, yeah. for a couple weeks, I, I paid can do that by the every, government. I can do that every month. Let's do that all the time. <laughs> all the time. Let's go, government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Taiwan. Go. We want another trip. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, I did another similar thing, which was with Crow Lu, and we went. Ooh. We went to uh, Summer Sonic. Oh, Summer Sonic in Japan. In Japan, which is also a great trip. Crow Lu, which I'm fortunate. Crow Lu's a legend. Legend. Yeah. Taiwanese singer songwriter, great guitar player. He's just multi talented. Multi talented like, actor, actor as well. Actor yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the first, I think, the artist I work for, paying gigs, and he's just easy to work with. He's talented. In the beginning, I remember the first time we just rehearse. We're just like a trio. We are doing a festival in Beijing and Shanghai, like a small tour festival thing. And the the drummer is in Beijing, so he cannot come. And so it's just me and him. We just you know rehearse in a small studio in his、uh, record label.、Oh. Small, like a like a room smaller than this room we are in. So to go through the song, make sure I know the chorus, and yeah, I said、like, okay, the song is not so difficult, but it's a cool song. I love it. And I said、like, okay, yeah, good, okay, see you at the show, okay. I said、like, yeah, okay. <laughs> By the time I step on the stage, I was like. Wait a minute! <laughs> it's like fifty thousand people. Fifty thousand people in it's Beijing. Like, it's an outdoor festival, like endless people in this crowd. Wow! And we did sound check, but by the time I'm on stage and looking at him, looking at the crowd, I realized one thing. I don't know how he performed. I never performed with it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you just shared a small room with him. I、before. was like. Okay, how does this work? The vibe is so high. It's kind of a little bit early day for him.、He's, okay. Yeah, he did Taipei Arena once, but like I know he's big, but he's not big as now. Right. He's like on the rise, but the crowds know him. The crowd love him, and people are shouting out. And I was like, okay, let's do something. And before he entered the stadium, we just you know kind of with me and drummer, we kind of jam out, kind of cheer the crowd up, and have them like. No hide, and he come in like rock out, and we just do it like rock out show pretty naturally. And I was like, wow, just three people in front of like fifty thousand people, fifty thousand people. I say, yeah, I can do this all day. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I just I love to play with him and the vibe and the song. And you know, I'm terrible singer, but we just like shout. You know, during the song, yeah, he got a lot of song need to like,、uh, you know, just, shout, kinda, just yeah, sing hype、along. up the crowd. Yeah, sing along something. Was that the biggest、it. performance you've had? Fifty thousand people. Nah, not really, but close. You know,、really? at those festivals, sometimes we don't really know how many people it is. It's just a sea of people. It's a sea. It doesn't matter. Right,、yeah. right, right. So yeah, I worked with him like for years, for three years, and we did multiple shows. Later on, we move on to out working with other people. So that with him, where we do the the summer sonics thing, it's great. Play at the venue and knows how like Japan do their festival. Just the scale, the attention to detail is just like ridiculous.、It's、another level. Another level. Yeah, yeah. Both good and bad. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> and I've been to like a just as like a participant like in the Fuji Rock. Yes, yes, which is yes, another yes. It's another legendary festival. Oh my god, everybody should go to that festival once in their lifetime. It's life changing thing. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it's like a well, the act is amazing, and right. you it's pretty like physical challenging. Like in the door, the gate. And you go into maybe there are five or six bigger stage. Right. You go to the most inner stage by walking an hour. You need to walk an hour. Are you serious? Yeah, just by because just because of the number of people. One is number of people, and it's still far. Really. Forty minutes. Okay, forty minutes. If there's not much people, but an hour. Easily. That's insane. So imagine like we finished the last show. You watched the last show, maybe at ten. By the time you arrive the gate, you will be at least eleven something, and it will take another hour to get to your hotel or whatever. Yeah, but, you're and I live by walking distance, so another hour of walking. So walking two hours. No way. Just getting to the yeah yeah. Getting back home. Yeah, but getting back home and, and then next morning you next come morning, again. Yes, for and, the next day. Yeah, and and it's all walking. I'm poor at the time. The food inside is very expensive, but the best food. But so Ooh. we have yeah, we eat like in the hotel. We try to eat as much as we can. We stuff as much in the breakfast. Eat like three bowl of rice and <laughs> something like that. And like we go, oh, okay, let's go and we go there and we eat the first meal like. Afternoon three or something. <laughs> oh, Save some money and you know the music just nonstop. So like you could like sleep on know, the grass, on the grass, and there are twenty thousand people sleeping with you, right? Something like that. Yeah, with just BGM, BGM. live background and music, super loud BGM, <laughs> metal could be metal, could be whatever it is. Yeah, right. So yeah, it's like a three day festival. Or how th- long did you? I think it's, uh, they have a welcoming night, pre-night show and a two day. I think that's what I remember. Killer, killer show. Yeah. So are you planning to go again? I hope so. I yeah. hope so. Yeah, actually. Lucky me, if that place rain, the festival rain, it will be like hell. Right. It will be muddy. Yeah. Oh, it'll be messy. You, you don't it'll want, be like Woodstock. It'll be exactly like Woodstock. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe people want it, but I don't want it. Right. And luckily, right. <laughs> the year I, I went, no ring at all, pretty oh, much no. Yeah. Okay. So it's great. Is there like a dream concert that you want to go oh. to in your life before you die, bucket list stuff? Or maybe the Glastonbury in England. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the biggest festival. Right. Matt been there. Okay. Matt, Matt been there. All right, yes. we'll have to talk to Matt about that. Yeah, let's talk Matt about it. Matt will definitely have a lot of interesting story about his life. Yeah. Huh. So yeah. Festival. I would love to go any festival. I would love to go some festival, maybe in like a north part of China, like Xinjiang or like a or somewhere. Harbin. Harbin. Or, oh. Yeah, somewhere like remote. I, I love remote Mongolia. area. Mongolia, yeah. I was supposed to have some tour day, like 2020, like we have like Qinghaisen, oh. Mongolia stuff, but it didn't it happen. It didn't happen. Yeah, too bad. Okay. So, so soon to be coming. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the recent tour... The tour life, it's just like addicting, kind of like, it's a, <laughs> like you get used to it. When you're doing it, it's like, oh, it's a job. You have to wait in line in airport, blah, blah, blah. But now I just kind of enjoy it. It's a ritual for me to prepare the show. Everything yeah. is a, a process for me to prepare the show. Maybe even starting at packing, you know, oh, what kind of stuff I have to pack, what kind of clothes I'm gonna wear on stage. Because uh, I mean, we are not artists, we do our own clothing. 
So, okay, I want to pick these shoes, well, I wear this clothes so I don't get in the way of my playing. Those details, I'm a little bit like OC, OCD. OCD, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's the OCD <clears throat> ritual for- uh, Yeah, what kind of effect pedal, what kind of cable I'm gonna use, what kind of bass I'm gonna use. Well, I'm enjoying every little detail, you know, meeting up at the airport, passing through the security, get on the bus, getting to the hotel, unpacking, you know, locating in my like hotel, like put all my toothbrush, like razor, something like in certain place, you know, set everything up, set in place. <laughs> and you know, like that. And especially on stage, the cable have to go through left, you know, oh. like put my music stand certain degree angle. So it don't block me something like that. Oh, wow. Also, it's like a physical, like a, a 人体工学 friendly, you know, like, like bass, you play bass instrument in a certain way. So you don't want something on your left to like, you hit with your bass. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, of course. And you want to be able to see the drummer, connect with the drummer, see other band members, definitely see the artist. You make eye contact, engaging with her or him in the audience. Right. Yeah, recently it's just like interesting. Like I didn't realize it would be like this, but the older I get, the more show I play, I actually enjoy more. Oh, I don't, maybe the gig is good gig, but I don't have any like fatigue. Right, no. right, right, right. Burnout. I don't really have it. I mean, maybe because pandemic, I bet they reset everybody, but especially with the artists, Ampu, I mentioned. She just made me have like a hundred percent commit on stage. Huh. It's very special. And her song, her music, the bass part, I would say it's simple. Everybody can do it. Simple ace no rock thing. Play like you mean it, getting to the song, blending with everything, support the actor. You still have to spend a hundred percent. Right. Like after the show, I zone out like after I uh, <laughs> like during the celebrate dinner party, like pretty much zone out. I cannot really talk. Wow, like, it's that like deep of a experience like, for you. Yeah, like a, it's like, a, you know, people say like, a, like getting to the zone, something like that. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, kind of yeah. like that. It's pretty much like your brain or your some of your body, your physical and your mind goes through a marathon. The concert is not short. It's at least two something hours. It's a bit long. Right. And if you're engaging all the time, it's tiring. Exactly. Imagine yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the artists, right. yeah. I try to match her. I mean, like, yeah, they just need much more, way more. And you kind of enjoy, like, when you reach certain level, you kind of know, oh, okay, I gave my best. And your brain kind of like, you feel kind of like numb. Right, 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 right. Well, I don't know if you can say it, but it's like, you know, like a, some kind of brain orgasm, something like okay. that. Like you're getting to the like Nirvana zone right. for that. Maybe it's actually not even the whole concert. You get into the zone, maybe doing 30 seconds of the song. Oh, that's a peak and a climax. And climax and dial down a little bit, but you always count in the like 70, 80% of that Ooh, state. Oh, interesting. And you, once you get out of it, you kind of like, you, 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 you're like a balloon out of flat balloon. It's a blur. <laughs> It's just like laying down on the chair. On the bed, like, yeah, like, uh, like smoke a cigarette after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, people talk to you, say, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, everything's good. Hilarious. But like, actually you, you cannot even talking to them. Uh, just like naturally. Wow, reacting. that's interesting. Cause it's very similar to like a runner's high, right? Like people okay. who run a lot, uh -huh. they 
get this high after a certain number of kind of kilometers or miles that they're running. But oh. you're literally talking about like a stage high mm. on the stage performing a kind of a brain orgasm or a <laughs> musical <laughs> orgasm. Yeah. Do yeah. you get this every single time you do it? Or is this for certain oh, musicians, just, yeah. certain songs, certain vibes? Like yes. how often do you get this? I think, yeah, it does definitely not comes easy. And this is like an X-rated uh, conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> does, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't come every Easily. time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely like, a, you know, um, concert before hundreds of thousands of people oh, make it easier. Yeah. You know, you get excited, your body got more, you know, adrenaline, dopamine, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it make you feel like, you know, it's a big team. The team going out with doing is easily like, 40, 50 people. Right. And you know, you got a sense of like duty that you want to do this. You want to make it good. You want to honor your career. You know, you want to honor your playing, honor the song. I think songs, you know, and you don't want the the the, the fan pay bucks and they Leave fly disappointed. Right. And be disappointed. That's the last thing we want. So, I mean, I, I want to do my part, you know, deliver the music and the sound engineer, deliver the thing, the singer deliver the thing, visual artist. Everybody is very... Nobody is doing something not important. Everybody's important. Right. So it's when everything comes together perfectly. Everything comes it's together. It's just perfectly. a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That was thing. And concert, you definitely get that better. And with Zytoway, with TPO, it comes pretty easily. Huh. Sometimes maybe it's not as intensity because the music, sometimes rock, you get more intense. Right, right, right. I mean, TPO and also get very intense and emotional too. Yeah. I think every time like we spend a lot of time rehearsal or like doing bigger show on the spot, I would say, wow, we come a long way. Like from like, you know, sometimes I, I got like those flashback. Right. Yeah, during a song. Yeah. Sometimes I did it. Yeah. I got, oh man. Yeah. So, and you get kind of addicted to it and you, right. you know, that's when you have it, you know that you did your job. Yeah. Right. The most, the best you can do. We always try to give our best, you know, that's a, that's a good thing about, being a musician, you know, we, we don't really do it. You know, you pay me less, a bit less. I still do the best I do. Right, 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 right I don't, right. I don't play less fill, less no, doesn't give up those things because I get lower pay or I don't do better. I can play up about my- Big, big check. It's not but like- I, def I would definitely spend much more time on it. Oh, yeah, so, right. But we always play the best we can. Yeah. So, so we started out <laughs> talking about you know, your powerful inspirations, including your grandma who oh, yeah. made it until 103 years old. Yes. So what about the future for Derek Lin? <laughs> Are you still going to be rocking that bass until 103? <laughs> what is the plan? Yeah. Musician, I try to find a like, role model on my career, whether they are much older than I am or they are my age or some somebody. There are some, yeah, I want to have a balanced career. I don't want to be like super successful in a time or in like retire something. I don't think I can retire and I won't play music as long as I want. But at the same time, I don't want music to be everything. So I want to try something else. I want to do more things. You're doing photography. I'm doing photography. Video. Video. Who knows? I might, uh, I don't know, learn how to ride a horse. I don't know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Jump out of planes. Jump out of planes, you know, mountain climbing. Become a hippie in, in <laughs> hippie. Europe. <laughs> you know, travel more too. Yeah. Right. 
So yeah, I think musician or like art worker, we never put too much boundary. We shouldn't. I mean, like right. try to be more open and meet new people. So for bass, yeah, I've tried. I will, you know, maybe someday, maybe I'll do something my own stuff. I'm still figuring out what's my stuff because maybe I, a Derek's obscure orchestra, something like that. And <laughs> I, I want to do, you know, maybe something. Combined with video or photo with music,、oh. yeah, maybe it's not just music. I don't know, but I love photos. Yeah, I photography. I love photography. Yeah, and I think you know, I try to connect everything in my life and to make it everything is related, and I can learn something from something else. Um, the future, you know, maybe my own project, definitely TPO stuff and Zidaway thing that will keep going. So finally, what would you say to young Taiwanese who are interested in bass specifically,、yeah. maybe a little bit more generally, jazz, pop, or even bigger than that is just music or the arts in、mm. general?、Mm. What would you kind of say to them? Any kind of、mm. advice or other kind of things? And what do you think also about? You kind of mentioned it in the beginning, but. The scene here in Taipei and the current evolution and the future evolution and possibilities here in Taiwan. Yeah, I think I don't know how the young people now think. Yeah, I think some people is very active, very mature. Some people is still figuring out what to do. But I think now the door is always there. You just have to go. I would say don't be afraid to DM. Some of your favorite artists or your favorite musician, you know, just go. I think still go to a live venue, go to a live concert. I think people love the concert now,、mm. feel the vibe, and don't be afraid to, you know, try to tape into the industry because the industry always needs somebody new,、right. always new blood, new, new fresh blood, blood, new and good, good musician. Always, some people always say like, oh, we have too many musicians, or like, I don't get enough. Work or something like that, but I see the other way. Like the industry always need good song, yeah. You know? Always need、yes. good song, good arranger, good keyboard player. You know, because all of them they are too busy. Maybe good bass player, yeah. You、right. know, <laughs> we are. It's interesting. I think it's like it's a little bit harder to get into that circle. And once you get in, it's also hard to stay in that circle. But you have to know how the industry work. So if you love jazz. Definitely go to jam session, go to jazz show, come to TPO concert or even TPO rehearsal. Send me a message in, you know, all the 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 group I'm in. We we check those,、mm. yeah, and we are all open to like you want to come to see our rehearsal. You come, yeah, it's okay. Go to Smexy. Come to Smexy. Talk to me. Talk to the singer. Talk to the piano player. We have amazing piano player.、Uh, yeah, just and- be a groupie. Follow them to Australia. Uh yeah sure yeah <laughs> that would be a bit too creepy <laughs> okay don't do that don't、yeah. do that I think be brave try to do what you want you know now there's there's no such thing as like steady job and I think that's the highest risk is try to get a steady job that's the highest risk job、mm. the lowest risk is follow what you want and do what you best at right the rest the universe will help it. The world will help it if you try to grasp on what you would love. People will see it and you help it. Be true to what what you are and what you want. It's not that difficult, and it's definitely possible to do what you. 
want to reach for. I think I did think about what I might want to do. I think I think about, oh, it would be great to be able to play bass as job when I was in second year of junior high school. And maybe that's like a year after I kind of learned the instrument. I already think about it. I was like, this is way better than other right. things. An and office I, job. Yeah, but you know, it takes time to make it into reality. When I have that thought and after maybe three, four years, I start doing like a club gig in, you know, middle of nowhere, small club gig, low pay, bad hour, late right, night. Right. But I get okay, like I get a few thousand dollars, two thousand dollars for the night. And I have NTD, not USD. NTD, yeah. yeah exactly. NTD. So it's like and I have two nights. So I have 80 US dollar per week. Right. And I was like, oh, it's not bad. If I have four weeks, I I can pretty much have, I pay for, maybe not pay for the rent, but I stay at house. I don't need to take money from my parents. Right. Well, if I have four nights, I can pretty much live by myself. I kind of like, you know, gradually I realized it's possible. Step by step. Yeah. You cannot be forced yourself into such a thing. And, you know, looking back, everything kind of accumulated little by little. Right. And then finally playing with some of the biggest stars, playing in front of the biggest audiences. Yeah. And, you know, the, those chants, you have to be ready for it. When I do it, I'm not really, my ability is not, is definitely capable of doing it. My mindset might need to adjust, but my ability is like, okay, I'm okay to do it. So you have to get ready for, for those things. And you don't say no to things in the beginning. Right, <laughs> don't right, say no. right, right. Because you don't know who, who will be there. What will lead to something else. It always leads to Who you something. will meet. Yeah. Sometime after years in that, some guy called me because and they're oh, like, I, hey, I remember you and your passion. I saw your band and you were playing double bass. And oh, I need a, a double bass player for, right. for a recording session. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And something like that. And never know who is going to see you. So always prepare and, and yeah. Oh man. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think it's a beautiful message and a really beautiful story as well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I really want to thank you for sharing, you know, all of these stories. And I really think you're doing your father and your mother and your best friend. Thank you. Proud. Um, you know, thank you for sharing that deep emotional story as well. And really taking us through this journey. We can feel your passion, passion oh. for music passion for life, your curiosity, your hard work. Now I know why, you know, all these people <laughs> say good things about you and, you know, really shines through, through your music and thank your you. story. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we won't keep you any longer. As we said, uh, this man is a busy man. He has a rehearsal to run to. He has to fly out to another country tomorrow and yes. then he's off to even more countries and then back here and then back out again. So uh, <laughs> he's a busy man. Thank you for thank you. being here. And thank you everyone else as well for listening in. Yeah. All right. So have a wonderful, peaceful, jazzy day. Follow them. Zai the way. TPO. Twisting Roots. Stream it everywhere. Find him at Smexy. Yes. Yes. There it is. Yes. All right, everyone. Peace. Nice. Thank you again. Oh, Thank you. Man.